sexy, sexy people of the internet. It is Dave, it is Duncan, back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from Essex hardcore band Split Knuckle. The band's new album, Breathing Through the Wind, is out January 12th on Days Records and Northern Unrest. Is that a cheeky wee whiskey you've got already? <laughs> Hashtag new year, new me. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> I got a lot for Christmas, man, so... I like it. The the old adage in Scotland is, whiskey doesn't drink itself, Dave. If, well, if it, did, if it did, I would be upset. Well, that's fair, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Don't know what the drink... I don't know what the, the, the drink of Essex is. Something expensive. Must be. Mm, possibly. So... Um, so the sophomore album from uh, this UK five piece which follows up their 2016 release Ignorance Breeds uh, the band worked with Ben Spence at Fuzzbrain Studios in Walthamstow um, and Spence and said Spence encouraged the band to get creative and the result is an explore, exploration through hardcore and melodic death metal the album also features uh, guests from Leah from Pest Control and Andy Baz of Raiden. Uh, also a cover of a UK band Special Move. Uh, the track is called uh, The Sickness, which uh, rounds out the record. And uh, lyrically, the album is about dealing with what happened to you for better or worse. Be your actions good or bad, however you look at it. Do you think they missed a trick on covering Disturbs the Sickness? <laughs> I mean, no, I do not. No? You, you don't? All right, all right, that's, all right. Just wanted to put that out there to see if you would, uh, if you would bite, but you did not. Good lad, good lad. New You're year, learning, Dave. New me, Duncan. New year, new me. New year, new metal. Um, <laughs> was. Um, yeah, so um, it's January, Duncan. Um, this is the first, technically the first review of the year. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so... And I, I'm not going to lie, I kind of love how early hardcore is just kind of flying out the gate already uh, uh, in January. Uh, is it? Or have you carefully crafted a list of albums I mean, today for us to review that are all kind of hardcore-y? I, knew, I, I know I said New Year, New Me, all right, but yeah. <laughs> New Year, same old Dave. Um, yeah. Pretty much, like I, I felt the fixes in. I was, like, I even even went as far as to think, should I check to see what is out in January, see if there is a predominance of maybe hardcore. Um, yes, yeah, at least I'll tell you. I'll tell you this, right? Tell I don't what. want to spoil for tell other reviews we're going to be doing tonight. Once again, check for the t-shirts. That's usually a good <laughs> good way to work out when we reviewed everything. Group, um, not. Two of the hardcore albums that we're going to talk about today actually sound delightful, so that's mm. kind of cool. Mm. Yeah. So they're eclectic hardcore. Eclectic, yes, that is yes. true. Um, yeah, a lot of cool releases coming out in January, um, quite a lot in the hardcore variety, which I'm totally down for. Um, this one, um, I was I was sold on pretty early, because as soon as I saw the, the, the mention of... Uh, Days records. Mm. I was already intrigued. Um, then, then I saw the album artwork, and I was like, <laughs> "Hello, hello, <laughs> hello merchandise." Um, and, I need um, another T-shirt. <laughs> My wife disagrees. <laughs> um, and plus, with a, with a name like Split Knuckle, I was like, there, "There's no way I can pass up on this." It's a fucking great name. 
It's yeah. a great name. Um, yeah, and, I, and I'm glad. I'm glad I did because because this is this fucking rips, Duncan. This is this is the the type of hardcore that gets me hella excited. Um, if if the last thing that you heard from them was the, the 2016 album, um, then then you're in for a treat because this is this is. This is absolutely jacked. Um, they they put out a, an EP, a split EP, a split EP in 2020, I think it was. Um, and you could hear like the kind of step up from the album to that EP. Um, but on this release, they've then taken that to the next level um, and they've cranked that the kind of dial up even further. Um, every every track on this is just like a like an audible hand grenade that they've thrown in. Mm. It's just like. Just an explosion of violence on, on every single song, um, and I was like the first—I think it's the first scream on the opening track, uh, "Fuck Your Whole Life." Is just like that's just setting the tone. That's like <laughs> this is what to expect from here on in. Um, it's it's so raw. It's it's extremely visceral, uh, heavy as fuck, um, and it pulls actually it pulls from a lot of like kind of late nineties, um, early two thousands, a lot of kind of like metallic hardcore in there. Which is totally my wheelhouse. Um, it also helps that the, the vocalist uh, Joy Drake has one of the most scathing voices that I've heard um, in a long time. Uh, yeah. his, his, his voice is just perfectly suited for for this type of hardcore. Um, but it's not just like one dimensional either. He uses mm-hmm. quite a few different kind of tones and textures uh, throughout the release, which was really cool. Um, but as as like kind of upfront and visceral as this is. Um, I quite like that there's there's a bit of subtlety in here as well. Um, Split Knuckle also blend in some like kind of thrashier moments uh, throughout the album, as well as some elements that sit more within a kind of slightly kind of more death metal realm. Oh, um, this is the late nineties death metal. Yeah, um, but they never they never get like too in your face with it either. You know, sometimes it just comes in the form of a a little guitar lick or a quick riff or a vocal style that gives that kind of switch. Um, but it's a very clever way to keep you engaged in the album. Um, I never, There was never like a dull moment on this. There was not a single track where I switched off with this. Um, we, share, uh, we Share Blood um, and I think it was Essex Kings are a really good example of all of those kind of elements being pulled together um, to give you something that is as much fucking Slayer as a, as a hardcore track. Um, but then there's other like little sounds that kind of float in as well um maybe not for a full track but just give you a little kind of hint something i was getting little bits of like stamping ground at times as well kind of coming in um and i feel like that combination of sounds is is just far better blended than anything yeah. i've done before um the, the album from 2016 was really cool but you could hear you could hear the, the changes like the the separate style changes on the tracks um this one i feel is is more slightly more subtle and the, the transitions from each style is, is much smoother um i also love that they they did push a little bit of melody at times as well mm-hmm. uh, both musically and vocally on this album uh, they often weave in like a like a, a bit of clean guitar as a, as a segue um uh, or on um gethsemane they, they go kind of like fully in on the melody giving us like oh, clean vocals fucking, yeah allison chains-esque like vocals you've like yeah, yeah. the the whole vocal line throughout is basically doubled up with a counter harmony mm. to the main vocal almost all the way through it and it's yeah. that is not easy to do and they make it sound 
very fucking easy. Yeah, it's, so. a, it's a really good track. Uh, it was kind of when I heard it, it, it felt like it felt like the their like cemetery gates moment on the album. Hundred percent. Yeah, That's yeah. What, how it came across to me anyway, but um, I thought it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Because they don't it. revisit it either. That's, That's what true. makes it remarkable. Yeah. Um, it comes after just after the halfway mark, and actually. If anything, is incredibly well placed before Essex Kings. Yeah. Um, what I find really interesting about it is it's a ballsy fucking move to do mm. when everything you've heard pretty much up to that point sounds like you know vinegar poured in a wound. Um, <laughs> to then kind of one eighty it like they, yep. they did was was very surprising. Mm. Um, and there's another track that if you won't talk about, I'll certainly talk about it in my one where I was actually kind of floored by the choice of melody on the guitar work, which mm. just kind of took me to that kind of very early 2000s kind of metalcore. I, it was, yep. I, like, you almost get, it's stylistic whiplash, but it's blended so well that yeah. it's cushioned stylistic whiplash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, like, I love the fact that they, they didn't come back to that kind of big melodic kind of track on the, on the to, album. Yeah. Um, sometimes you'd be like, oh, I kind of want more of that. But I think on this album, it works perfectly as a one-off. I think it stands out more for that reason. They can do it whenever they want as well, which is yeah. evident from this. So yeah. that's a, that's an album choice, which once again will always get you brownie points for me when someone is constructing an album and saying, right, what is best for the album here is something that breaks up what we're doing and then yeah. writes a song to fit that, yeah. as opposed to writing 40 songs and then saying, well, here's a 12 strong list. What's the order? I don't know. Yeah, shovel on an album. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. So, same with the, the there's a, a little sample of um, "Rocking You Eternally," um, which is like a, an old track. It appears at the end of track nine, uh, "Stay Keeping Count," um, and we've heard that idea of adding like a snippet of an old soul song done yep. more than a few times uh, in the last couple of years. Bands like Zulu that do it really well, um, but I'm I'm glad Split Knuckle didn't overdo that as well because I felt like yeah. something that is being done more often but i like the fact they just kept it to one song and they they like just a little clip at the end which was pretty cool ages uh, your album like i think that's the thing like I, I i i think we're gonna like all those techniques in hardcore deathcore metalcore death metal all the rest you almost pinpoint within a five-year mark when an album comes out by the whatever was in fashion at the time yeah. And their one is surprisingly well done because you remove the, the cover track off the end. It's actually a really good way to close out the album. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. Um, they, they obviously finish off the, the album, as you said, with uh, Special Moves of Sickness, um, which I think originally came out like 2008. Um, and they've kept it like fairly close to the original. There's no huge kind of changes to the song, um, but it sounds much more up to date because of the, the more kind of thicker modern production um to be honest unless you'd heard the original you probably wouldn't know it was a cover because it slots mm -hmm. very well onto the album and mm -hmm. um, both bands share a bit of stylistic kind of dna so it doesn't stick out as being like a cover song or a, an odd track on the album i thought it kind of flowed in really well um yeah i really enjoyed this i think i know this is only january um but i think this is the type of album that i'll come back to quite a lot throughout the year um, it's got an absolutely ripping production on it. Um, mm -hmm. You feel every single dissonant breakdown, every snare hit of every track. I knew um, you were going to mention the snare. Yeah, the snare's fucking awesome. Um, but more importantly, it has an album full of songs that are 
varied and, and thrilling enough to make you want to return to this time and time mm-hmm. again. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed. It was my first time listening to, to Split Knuckle, but um, definitely a band I've got my, my eye on now and I really enjoyed this album. What about yourself? What did you make it? So I listened to it today um, twice, mm. uh, all the way through. It's usually about par for the course for me. I'll listen to an album two, three times. Uh, the reason I listened to it twice, and it's no reflection on the band, I hate streams. I, I really do. I hate being tied to internet connection and depending on what the platform of choice is for the stream, some songs automatically go into the next track. Some have a weird load time between tracks and I never feel like I get the full experience of listening to something that's physically on my device. As hipster as that sims. <laughs> um, this one was mercifully on SoundCloud and SoundCloud is actually really good to use um, in terms of it will play something as an album, but still you know feel like had we had a copy that that's me putting that to bed now it's a separate conversation so i listened to it twice i actually gave myself a bit of time between listens which i think benefited quite a bit for me because when i finished my first listen i was so hyper focused on on the hardcore elements Mm. that i'd overlooked some of the the more nuanced work and specifically some of the death metal work in this Mm -hmm. that on my second listen i went the other way i was like this is almost a quasi death metal album Mm. like a kind of a kind of 90s death metal album with shades of hardcore um if you listen to gar thoughts there there is like a a wicked riff at the end which might as well be morbid angel it's fucking incredible um and by the time you get through a track like Sharpened Teeth, you're almost, you're not that far off the realms of a Sanguasugabog. Mm. Like, it's it's in a similar bubble with yeah. the way the riffing works, specifically the way they structure the songs, that fucking snare tone. Um, and it got me thinking, I actually think Split Knuckle could very, very comfortably play on a hardcore bill, on a metalcore bill, a deathcore bill, a death metal bill. Mm. And, you know... Whereas there used to be there used to be a clear divide between hardcore and metal fans, I think they are almost the exception to the rule, and that there's enough of all those different elements that if you went to see a death metal gig, you would be fucking psyched. The same way like a band like Ingested straddle that kind of that realm of the kind of the the kind of metalcore, deathcore, and death metal as well. You know, mm. kind of fuse those elements in. So you're kind of like, it's versatile. Um, first thing you mentioned was the production. I echo those sentiments. It has a rawness about it, which almost makes you kind of feel... It, it might make you feel on some level that the production's a bit lazy, like there hasn't been too much done to it. I would actually disagree because the balance and the mixing specifically in mastering is flawless. And that when the guitars do switch to a clean tone, which they will do from time to time on tracks like Nothing Left to Destroy, the the levels are all spot on right throughout those guitars. It doesn't drop out or become too loud. Vocally, the guy's got a fucking incredible voice. Mm. But once again, props to the, the guy behind the board. Very difficult to contain a tone like that, which will at one moment hit you without without any level of tone it's yeah. just pure venom mm. but he he can comfortably switch into tonal screaming and he's very fucking good at it which that so gethsemane didn't actually really catch me too much by surprise when he started singing because his tonal stuff is on fucking point mm. like but like 
like the notes he he's hitting, he's hitting within a pretty good range, yep. and he's hitting them comfortably without sacrificing any of the savagery and the tones he's doing. Mm. I love. Like, I'm not always one for enjoying the filler in between tracks, but yeah. I actually think they do it really well here. Masters of the long fade out mm. um, on this album. Like a fade out can last like about a minute for these guys, and then you get a combination of either kind of clean guitar playing with samples of whether it's Sims of War clips from movies. Um, there's there's a lot flung in here, and it, it really adds to the experience and the want to listen to this album as a package, as opposed to listen to a couple of tracks. Come back, you want to listen to this in its entirety. Mm. Uh, Stay keeping count was the track I mentioned earlier on, where I kind of I kind of sat back and was like, I, I like I thought even at the end of Gethsemane, I had a good feel for what the band had in its. It's Arsenal. I'd mm. heard the melody, I'd heard the savagery, I'd heard the hardcore, I'd heard the death metal, I'd heard the melodic death metal, I'd heard all these elements and they were perfect. And then Stay Keeping Count, which is technically the closing track if you remove the the, the cover song, mm. hits you with like right up kind of 90s metalcore. Mm. It's like these like, like full on clean, very, very, very well placed guitar chords. Mm. that give you huge bursts of melody and it, it reminded me of like kind of on some level early 36 crazy fists or something where you get the melody and the guitars but like just venom on the vocals mm. it's so fucking well done like like shades of things like poison the well just like kind of just through there they don't overdo it they like they don't use it before they never revisit it yeah. um and then leading into that kind of sample at the end um it works really well the the level of dexterity on the songwriting on this makes it incredibly moorish after mm. the second listen so i could probably kick out another one i was like no you know what? i'm gonna wait for it to be on my device mm. and then i'm gonna listen to it to my heart's content but i was i was i was kind of just kind of what I, I love hardcore right i don't love it as much as you but i do love hardcore i love its resurgence that we're getting we are currently in a boom right now of late 90s, early 2000s death metal, late 90s, early 2000s hardcore, and late 90s, early 2000s punk as well. Like It's that 20-year itch. It's starting to work its way through. Mm. But I don't want it just to be uh, remember when music was written like this. Yeah. And it's one-faceted, and you can hear the one influence the band had. What I want is people to be bringing... A combination of styles, uh, etiquettes, disciplines to the mix, and Split Knuckle have it in spades. Like I like to me, the most surprising detail you've you've said there is this is only their second album. Mm. Like to me, this sounds like five, six albums in. You know, like to the point where like yeah, we're, we're now at the stage where we're so comfortable we can throw in like so much to the melting pot and it will just sit. Mm. The the blend. And the styles is as chef's kiss good. Mm. Like, there's no point here where you hear something you're like, all right, maybe an element too far. It's yep. all done yep. spot on, and no two tracks back to back because of the placement and the cleverness of the structure of the album actually sound alike at all, mm. except with the common DNA of guitar tone, drumming, and vocals. Yep. Um, the last thing I'll say is, uh, <laughs> I have to mention this, there is one of the most savage breakdowns I think we're going to hear this year. Not guitar-wise and not drum-wise, because these guys don't detune that much. Mm. But on track six, Breathing Through the Wound, there is a two-layered 
scream, mm. which is high with this kind of hollow roar underneath it. And I've listened to it twice, and both times the fucking hair in the back of my neck stood up. I was just like, oh yeah, fucking cunt. Um, it's, it's absolutely awesome. Uh, these guys need to get out on the road, they need to tour with fucking everyone. Uh, and I mean that, let's, let's just get them on every tour this year so we get a couple of opportunities to take them in live. Yeah, yeah if this is the way we, if this is the year of hardcore which I know you're desperately trying to make every year the year of hardcore. If this is the year of hardcore, I'm just going to say it's come out the bat swinging. So, yeah, really, really like this. Nice. Uh, okay, so um, final thing, um, scores for the new album from Split Knuckle. Um, this was an, an easy 4.5 for me. Um, ton of character. It is blisteringly heavy. Um, and they do enough musically to keep the album moving forward, but never sound like they're running out of ideas um, either. Uh, Love the little kind of peppering of, of extra guest vocals at times as well. Uh, and just the, just the way they can, uh, as you say, on album two, the control they've got for the balance of the album and styles, not to overpower anything. Really well done. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Uh, what, about your, what about yourself? What's your score? Yeah, I'm the same as you. This is a 4.5. Nice. I think... I don't think they're far from a five-star album. I mm. really, really, really don't. I think keep doing what you're doing. And I wouldn't, like, as your producer told you, like, just keep stretching because everything you've touched here, you nailed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you nailed it, like, flawlessly. I would love to see, even though it's only on one track here, maybe in the next album, maybe another track with a little bit more melody in it on the vocals, not even fully all the way through. Just some elements. Mm. Um, to me personally, for my tastes, it would it would bolster it out. But yeah, this is probably one of the easiest four point fives of the year thus far, even though it's only review number one. <laughs> nice. Uh, that is Split Knuckle Breathing Through the Wind out on January twelfth on Days and Northern Unrest. Uh, links to the band and the band camp pre-order below. Check them out. Let us know what you think. That is the review. Thank you for checking it out. We'll be back with another review very soon. But until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone.